your brow today takes everything you got Taking a break from brown girl worries Let's all drink up a shot Wouldn't you like to get away? Grab your phone and download the Budge Up Podcast right away So they keep us entertained You wanna be where you can see Problemas are all the same Assimilation where butchers put all the blame You wanna be where you can see Problemas are all the same Assimilation where butchers put all the blame. Hey, and welcome to the Pocha Podcast. We are at the intersection of brown pride and assimilation. I'm Cad. I'm Charlene. And Charlene, we are at Episodio 30. Oh my gosh, it's the quince doble, Cat. Well, it's also in my brain, like... Like at 30, you're like starting, you're really, you're out of your 20s, you're starting to adult. Now we know what we're doing. Mm -hmm. That's what this means. That, exactly. And that is happenstance, the theme-ish of our It really is. Adulting. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Also, I do want to say that tonight more than ever, I am, I don't know if you just brought your extra sexy radio voice today, but you have, like, you're bringing the the voice of Cat is here today. I think it's the allergies, not gonna lie. Damn. It gives you a little extra. like, took up cigars or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a lesbian. I didn't take up cigars. Maybe it's me. Mm, Maybe. But in this episodio, we are talking a little bit about adulting. There's like a thematicness to Mm -hmm. the first two Mm -hmm. parts. And then our KI de nuevo Mm -hmm. is going to look at a little, we're giving Texas a little bit of side eye. So that'll be our KI de nuevo. Mm -hmm. But between then and now, Charlene, um, how are you doing? But also we have reached the 20th anniversary of 9-11. We couldn't get uh, the episodio done without at least acknowledging that absolutely first of all we're old as fuck right 20 years our kids don't know like they didn't live through it right no i had to my daughter was literally asking me we okay so she loves swimming and she loves mermaids. I'm going on a wayside tangent, but I was like, oh, she's never seen that movie Splash. Do you remember that? Oh, Daryl yeah. Hannah, like mm-hmm. she's a mermaid. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, let's find Splash on, you know, whatever streaming. There, The Twin Towers are in that movie like three or four times prominently. Okay. And we watched it on 9-11. Just, I mean, total happenstance. happenstance. Mm-hmm. And I, I, was, I turned and told my husband like, oh my god look at the twin towers like with this like sentiment in my heart like choking up voice she's like what's that and wow didn't know and we had to have the whole conversation she was like i mean she's heard 9-11 like at her school let's be patriots all this thing but there's no context for her she has no idea and for i can't even say the words without getting welling up tears feeling that emotion the frog in the throat like I, i i it was so emotional for me and we're in new mexico like the I've literally been to New York prior to 9-11. I had been to New York one time. Um, And it was, I went to dinner in Manhattan with people that were from New Jersey that I barely knew. The second time I went to New York was post 9-11 for work. Saw the holes in the ground. Saw Mm -hmm. demolition still happening. Saw the buildings next to what used to be the towers still construction happening and then maybe the third or fourth time I went a few years later for work again by myself had no intention of going to the memorial or any of that but I got kind of put into a hotel by the people I was going for for work um, and was literally staying in the hotel overlooking the memorial so then it was like okay I feel compelled to go downstairs holy shit man just bawling the entire time and I have no connection to any actual person or any of it but it just having that happen in our lifetimes feels so prominent like it's it's an emotion it's not just a piece of history it's not a timeline it's an emotion 
Right. And I'll go. So 9-11 makes me think of a couple of different things. Like it's not just the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. It's also the Pentagon. Sure. Yes. It's also um, the the other plane. Uh, I think it's called uh, Flight 93, I want to say, mm-hmm. um, where the people did not allow for the hijackers to fulfill mm-hmm. their I don't want de- destination. Um, and there was a, yes, I do TikTok, but I'll just briefly say that I saw a TikTok where there was a, a teacher who was talking about um, explaining 9 11 to their students, mm-hmm. and that um, basically almost 20 years to the 9 11, she's saying, it occurred to me as I was talking to my students about 9-11 and Flight 93 and its significance mm-hmm. of, uh, because that flight was supposed to go towards the Capitol, right. the significance of those individuals protecting the Capitol, and then January 6th, almost 20 years later, where there are people oh. who are going into the Capitol. Right. Americans. Americans going into the Capitol right. and her getting choked up on that. I didn't want to go down like this is not a Debbie Downer, but no. we did want to acknowledge that it is 9-11. And um, it, it's still, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, for people in uh, the borderland areas, mm-hmm. there's still a connection. Whether or not you've been there whether or not like for me I guess I lived there but also my brother was um, called up to active duty and was sent to Iraq there are plenty of people who are listening whose family members were um, called up to to active duty there's some connection Fort Bliss there was a lot of people who went from Fort Bliss which is in El Paso Texas Um, so yeah even though we're far away Mm -hmm. there is still a significance where we live and ties to that date. And there was this whole, around that time, we had, as Americans, I mean, now patriotism has this whole tainted sort of tie, inextricable tie to white supremacy Mm -hmm, at this mm -hmm. very moment in time, which is awful because during that time, following 9-11 we were americans we had a common enemy and the human brain people need a common enemy which is shitty in order to be able to feel some kind of unity which is why teams work which is why people have this camaraderie around a football team that you've never met any of the humans playing like you Mm -hmm. don't know any of these fucking people but you feel this like yeah you're my brother in this we had that then and right now we're each other's enemies like the democrats are the enemies the republicans are the enemies the anti-vaxxers are the enemies the people with vaccines are the enemies you have one thing that defines you and suddenly people can identify you as the problem and it was a team it was a worldwide team because the, the world trade center the pen- yes. Well, I mean, much more so than the Pentagon and Flight 93, but the World Trade Center um, had people who worked there, whether it was mm-hmm. the, you know, whether it was like in the, in the building as building maintenance, yep. um, security, yep. all the way up to the people who occupied the floors. You had people from around the world. And you actually had sent me or sent a um, an Instagram with regards to not undocumented people who were working yep. in uh the in the twin towers yep and just that's another tie and their story to this day mm-hmm. like for the survivors who still who were cleaning up who were still i i mean it's just it it doesn't end for some people and you know even our like our social media post for 9-11 was like some days change everything and it's so true in life I think that's one of those days that, at least for our lifetime, we can say gives us this appreciation that we don't always fucking have tomorrow. Like, know that shit. What deserves your energy? What deserves your tears? What deserves your love and attention? Because any day that we walk out the house, any day that you wake up could be that day. Mm -hmm. So just perspective like huge amounts of perspective what deserves our attention always is the pocha podcast it really does 
all 10 listeners of you appreciate <laughs> Now there's 10. <laughs> well, wait, 11. <laughs> we, we see some of the other states who have not joined in on the podcast, and we see the other countries around the world who have joined in on listening to the podcast. Hello, India. We see you. Oh, hi, India. All right. So for this episodio 30, again, we're talking a little bit about adulting. And one of the um, one of the things that has really come to my the forefront of my brain in terms of entertainment, mm. and yes, there is a tie to adulting in here, is mom coms. <laughs> okay, what so. is a mom com? <laughs> okay, so I'll go. Ba- I'll take one step backward and say, everybody is familiar with a rom com, uh-huh. romantic comedy, not new. Even Marilyn Monroe did romantic comedies, right? right. The meet cute. Yeah, it's, you know, the, the comedic spin to all sorts of love and happiness mm-hmm. and whatever. So the mom-com mm-hmm. is the grown-up, uh, I don't want to say grown-up level, but it's definitely the grown-up maybe version of that. Uh-huh. And I'll give you a for instance. If you have heard of the movie Bad Moms, mm-hmm. that would be it. Um, Mila Kunis, my right. girl crush. And Christine Applegate. Yes, Your also girl, girl crush. Mila Kunis, you didn't know that? Is it because she has one, two colored eyes? I didn't even know that. And I didn't even know that was possible until mm. about four weeks ago. I was four weeks ago old when I learned that humans could have different colored eyes. And then somebody showed me a close-up picture of David Boy mind. Like, I could hear the synapses sparking in my brain growing because I didn't know that. <laughs> maybe it is maybe it's a subconscious thing it is probably that's why you like her so yes bad moms is one of the probably the the one that comes to my mind Mm -hmm. in terms of mom coms where it's yes it's a romantic comedy but it's for moms um so basically you're not the single living in new york la on your own Mm. dating also it's not sex in the city sure it really is like a different age group made for Mm -hmm. a different age group Mm -hmm. bad moms is probably the biggest one Um, Mm -hmm. but it's also significantly for those of us of a certain age so like if you were watching saved by the bell and full house okay you're on the mom comes you're in the mom comes (laughs) so it's the reality is an entertainment Mm -hmm. right when you are a young female star after a certain age, mm. your expiration date starts to blink. <gasps> I, I know. It's gross. It's disgusting. You get moved That's on true. from being a heartthrob to like a mom. A mom. Mm-hmm. But they've changed the script a little bit because before it was just like, if people remember um, Parenthood with uh, Steve Martin, mm. that's where some of the moms went was like, you're not just a mom, but you are kind no, of put yeah. in this category. You're the you, wife. Go from, you go from heartthrob to mom to grandma right that's basically that used to be basically and you're a the, secondary character exactly so now it's yes it, there's a mom com but that means that you still get the lead the story structure is a little mm-hmm. bit more about being a mom and possibly being um divorced and trying to find love again um or uh or around being a parent and try you know the the funniness, the happiness, the dips, the the ups and downs, roller coaster ride that is parenthood, mm-hmm. like bad moms. But some of the other ones that I had um, I had seen, like um, Otherhood, which was about a group of moms whose kids don't recognize them for Mother's Day, so they decide to take a, a trip to New York collectively to see their kids oh, and where they're yes. at yes i watched that so angela bassett angela is now bassett. in that yes. she's now in that in that um age range of mm-hmm. where we've moved from heartthrob to momcom and i would say that a lot of these pass the bechdel test which is the like if there are two women who are featured as characters who talk to each other for more than like two minutes for something about something other than a man, it mm-hmm. passes this test. Shut up. Oh, yeah. This is a Bechdel test. Okay. I think a lot of these would pass that because it, it shows the women as characters that are worthy of 
themselves. They're worthy of just being the character. They're not in relation to the Steve Martin or the Eddie Murphy or the whoever. They Mm -hmm. are in relation to each other as moms. Like, that's their relationship. Right. They could stand on their own two feet and have this independent life that's not about their marriage or their relationship. But there there oftentimes is like a, a, a... a romantic mm-hmm. aspect to it, but it's not the central theme yes. necessarily. Absolutely. So I do not, maybe not as a rule, but I don't care for rom-coms. Mm-hmm. I really don't. And and so I'll put this out there to say that, like, I don't see myself reflected in it. Not just culturally, mm-hmm. like there's, you know, hardly ever any Latinas except for, like, maybe America Ferreira or... Jennifer Lopez. Exactly. Right. So Made in Manhattan. I I've never seen that. Don't. I don't see myself reflected in a lot of those movies, but they're also like 99.9% straight where I'm like, right. oh, cute. I'm never going to see that except if my character is a wingman for this person trying to get a date in a bar. That's oh, it. Wow, so, yeah. but mom comms, I'm like, okay, mm. I can get on board with this mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. It might not be the kind of relationship that I have, but there are some things that um, some jokes or you know, something that they make fun of in there or, you know, have as an issue being a mom Mm -hmm. that I will get. And so I am more likely to see a mom-com than I ever am a rom-com. What what mom-coms are you watching that you find enjoyable? Well, shit. Okay, so there's this show that's on uh, Netflix. It's out of Canada. I can't fucking remember the name of it. But Hani got um, my partner and executive producer got me involved into that show. And it's like two besties who are part of a mom group. Um, Is and it working moms? Working moms. Love it. Oh my God. Love it. I didn't at first want to get involved oh, in it. And it. then I was like hook, line, and sinker. Hilarious. And they actually cover shit that's like real, like a rebellious teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, relationships with teenagers, uh, abortions, uh-huh. um, um, going after a career, like who's who has to put their life on hold for a career. Yep. And, and there are same-sex couples represented. Yes. There's working, like the corporate executive lawyer moms. I love Stay-at-home it. moms. It's like it's Yeah, it's, it is very white. Very white. Yes, but it's a, it's a, it's a type of show that I am more likely to watch mm-hmm. than it, you know, anything that would be like Jane the Virgin. Like, mm, didn't really, <gasps> even though it was our gente, I really couldn't get into that one. Oh like, I just couldn't. Oh my God, that's a different conversation for a different day. I know, you're going to, you, I'm so glad you're like almost six feet away from me because you would kick me otherwise. Wow. But, but I did love working moms. And and we talk about this a lot. When, when something breaks out into mainstream it's the white people first white men then white women like you gotta you gotta have a breakout right and then the people of color come and then the the non-same-sex couples come and then like everyone else gets to come after so uh, we could talk a lot about that but Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. yes very white and representing this different subset of humanity that like our moms didn't have that kind of shit to look back on our we and we've said this before too but like Roseanne was the first time that there was a mother figure represented in mainstream media that was like my kids are a pain in the ass and overweight yes and working like a factory job like yes, blue collar absolutely that that was a show that i could really you know as opposed to things like um I'm going to age myself right here. <laughs> you already did. 20 Leave years. it to Beaver. <laughs> yeah, we know. Uh, and mm, and yes. while Leave it to Beaver, haha, probably could be an adult film. Um, the <laughs> show in question, like that, I could and I could not get into Lucy, even though, and that's a whole Another other conversation. episode right mm. there. Mm-hmm. But, so yeah, mom comms is where it's at for me yes. and um, my age group, I would say. I really like working moms. You know what else I like? I like good girls. I've seen good girls. Mm-mm. Where There's this group of moms who end up, happenstance, end up uh, selling drugs, robbing banks, printing money, just trying to make ends meet. And it's rough because they're like, uh, and there is... Um, there's some of color representation on that show too, which I do love. And you know, they're just, 
going through different situations, but they're always it always goes back to the the relationships to the kids, which is the primary focus. And yes, there's partners, and yes, there are men involved, and all the things. But it's very, um, I don't know. It it I like it. It makes me happy. I do I do like it. So when I was thinking about um, mom comes, the other one that came to mind was one day at a at a time the reboot. Yes, because uh, the the main character um, played by Justina Machado, she went from being kind of heartthrobby-ish, you know, mm-hmm. um, in that generation with uh, Six Feet Under, mm-hmm. to now being the mom in a comedy, um, focusing not just on like her singleness as a single parent, but also focusing on her being a mom and a daughter with mom living in in the household with them right right? whole other thing the intergenerational house exactly so that that to me was a mom come that I could like okay I can relate to this yes there are some you know some aspects especially about raising teenagers that um that I can see so so other some other I had mentioned America Ferreira she is turning into that age group where mom comism is probably going to be part of it but because she carries a lot of entertainment weight like Mm -hmm. she can make projects happen Mm -hmm. I can see that the Latina community could be more and more represented represented in mom coms um as well as um Justina Machado and then the young lady who played uh, Jane the Virgin as she gets older, getting into that mom-comism and carrying the viewership that she had mm-hmm. with Jane the Virgin into that. I think part of the reason that this is so important as a representation is that it's not just... That Leave it to Beaver mom was very much... I mean, even in cartoons, right? Like, even the Jetsons mom, even the Flintstones mom, they're servants to mm-hmm. their people. Mm-hmm. They are the nurturers, the caregivers, the packing your lunch for work honey moms always in same-sex relationships always secondary characters if not tertiary or down the line this gives life to yes mom's caretaking and nurturing and sometimes hating it Mm -hmm. and sometimes complaining about it and sometimes feeling like I'm going to hide in the fucking bathroom because it's the only damn time that I can be alone, even if that means children are banging on the damn door while I eat cold pizza in a bathtub and cry because this shit's hard. Like mm-hmm. It's just this acknowledgement that I may have birthed these humans or been put into some kind of situation where I have little humans that I'm now responsible for. And it's a fucking lot. (laughs) Like, oh my God, the pressure is enormous to create humans that are worth a shit in this life. And people actually saying that out loud is relatable. So relatable and something that was taboo in the past. You didn't complain about your kids. You didn't talk about how your life was hard because you had to make somebody lunch like that was your job Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you did it and you liked it or you were something was wrong with you the other aspect about that about that generational shift is um also like the sexlessness like after a certain Mm -hmm. age you just become sexless and that is just not the case like you still have emotions wants needs that need to be fulfilled or what have you that you even think about or whatever after kids are born and after their teenage years um and then the third part is just like just the aging yeah like please be real about and and mom comes off and are real about the aging process and where you fit in standards entertainment or otherwise cultural standards of where you fit for beauty age all the things everything everything sags gravity takes over and you start losing sleep and grab bags under your eyes like that's the reality that they bring to this and i'm like that i can i can i can understand that i see that i'm living that menopause is right around the corner i've counted my eggs you're a special kind of human when you have a late period and you could either 
be accidentally pregnant or in menopause like that's a mm-hmm. that's a rare ass age that i find myself in right now <laughs> i only have one choice in that matter yes. so. <laughs> well some of us are living on the edge cat uh, keeps you on your toes really does <laughs> I, and i want to add to that like you're saying like after you know a certain point and and still being sexual the other part of that is not being sexual and being in a relationship and what does that mean and does that mean therapy and does that mean you going to a doctor and does that it means talking about yeah me and my husband don't even care anymore or me and my partner are in that deathbed now where we just are roommates like even that being a conversation is this level of real that shows haven't had before mm-hmm. the mom come brings it because mm-hmm. moms bring it that's and that's why i'm really getting into this uh genre of love it show movie more so than any other that i have ever like any other kind of lovey comedy bullshitty stuff that don't get me wrong i still love my baseball i still watch my mma but i will i will watch me a mom-com every so often i feel like you're trying to flash your lesbian card for the people listening right now you know i've had it taken away a couple times in the past few weeks so i've got to kind of bring it yeah Yeah. when people find out that you really don't like uh, melissa etheridge and don't wear crocs or birkenstocks they're like well you know what did it for me was the pet commercials like the the fucking humane society commercials Sarah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, but you know what? I, I will. Mm-hmm. I still love that. I will no. remember. See, I thought you. they were the same person. Wow. Okay. That's why I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> that's my proof. You have retained your card. Thank I you. am forfeiting mine. <laughs> On that note, I'm getting a refill. You are listening to the Pocha podcast at the intersection of brown pride and assimilation. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And while Charlene gets a refill, um, just to let you know, the theme for this particular episodio, which is episodio 30, is a little bit adulting, well, heavy on the adulting uh, and a little light on the que hay de nuevo. So on the adulting side... Um, we were just talking about some mom-coms and how that's an adulting piece. We were just talking about mom-coms and the adulting around that. And we're just going to shift a little bit to another aspect of adulting that, I don't know, maybe some have gone through, some have not. I just recently did and didn't care for the experience as much. (laughs) I think I would give it like two, maybe 2.5 stars. The process is 2.5 stars, but the end result is more like five stars. Hmm. What are you talking about, Kat? Buying a house. (gasps) Buying a damn house. Congratulations, Kat. Thank you. I'm very excited for you about this. You bought a house. You know, I'm I'm half excited and half like, so the process of it, yeah, not going to lie. That one is incredibly serious. It's incredibly difficult, but the there are hilarious parts to it. Mm-hmm. So the serious parts. Yes, let's acknowledge that um, there are studies upon studies upon research upon actual facts from uh, the government that show that brown indigenous people of color who are trying to buy a house get a first-time loan they have to go through a lot more right like they are Mm -hmm. totally scrutinized interest rates being approved at all yep what houses you're even shown all of it yes yep um add on to that that there's like this straight factor to it so like who's your husband and are they bringing income into it and i'm Ooh. like mm, don't have one of those no he's not can we right <laughs> that fucker ain't laying down that one piece dime. of shit hasn't been around in 40 years right so yeah so there's that even in a state like new mexico mm-hmm. that is um not majority white which is one of only two states in our in the u.s Mm-hmm. Um, two states, but not uh, not territories, because the territories do have that ma- majority as well. But is it Hawaii? Uh, Hawaii, New Mexico, and then of course Puerto Rico, um, hey. Samoa. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yes. So even in a state like New Mexico, where there is a lot more Latina individuals, mm-hmm. it's it can still roll the dice and be against you. Mm-hmm. 
But so that's the serious part of it. That's the yeah. serious part of adulting. Yeah. Um, so, but I wanted to ask you. Mm. So like you have owned a house for a hot minute, right? Like you have been there, done that, went through all the process. <laughs> that is the American dream on paper. Mm-hmm. Was that was that for you? Was that your thought process on on purchasing a home? <laughs> Funny story about that. You had to pause, so well because the way I came to own my first home uh, is not the American dream. Well, I don't know. Is divorce the American dream? Because if so, <laughs> then yes. At this point, yes. You fifty yes. percent are doing uh, it. Why not you? So, yeah my my ex husband's mother. I was going to say was amazing. She's still living and probably is still amazing. I don't speak to her. Great human as a general rule. Amazing human. Um, Really learned from her own experiences growing up as a Latina woman in New Mexico. Pushed for her child to own property at a very young age. Mm Mm-hmm. So my ex-husband actually purchased this house in his very early 20s Hmm. um, when he had no business, no credit, no, like none of it, got first-time homeowners, all the things. Um, And it was definitely a source of pride for his family who, you know, was very first generation. Like it was a huge source of pride. Um, And then long, long, long story short, um, we end up getting divorced, had purchased another home that matched his income at the time when we split, because I was just a teacher, just quote unquote a teacher. And um, I kept that house. I kept mm-hmm. a smaller house that was within my means, right? And that's how I ended up with my first home. And uh it's been it's been interesting like it's been growing up my grandfather owned properties like that's kind of how he made his mark kind of coming from not having money not having a future that would continue to provide after working age like that was his thing so to me it's always been sort of uh like that monopoly game right you want to collect your you want to mm-hmm. collect your pieces that's what you need to do in order to be able to continue to have this this income um so that felt important to me and after that it it sort of didn't feel scary because i think the divorce was scarier than the actual (laughs) acquisition of the house that um it felt like yeah this is what what should be happening so i mean maybe in a way that was the easy way out for me i mean Uh, you know you still have a mortgage and all the things that go with it so None of the, right. I mean, to me, when I when I started this process, a I never thought I was going to own. Well, a home. okay, and let me ask you this: like, we're still in a pandemic. We're in in our area, like here in southern New Mexico, definitely in a place where people are moving here mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're recognizing that we're badass and magical. That so, too, yes. Mm-hmm. Property values are out of control. Like, what right now, this moment, said to you, "This is the time for me." And I need to do this right now. Space, <laughs> the final frontier. <laughs> when a dildo goes into space yes. and plays just the tip, it is the last <laughs> thing that I need. Um, so we had been looking for a while. Like we started this process and actually the realtor was like, 18 months later, literally it had been wow. that long. Okay. Okay. So, so we had started the process um, mm. last year, so 18 months ago looking for a place that would be able to, you know, fit a little bit more the kids and and us. So in forward looking and trying to be like something that would be able to accommodate having the kids, Mm -hmm. having my mom, um, because we know that the kids aren't necessarily going to leave the house even for college anytime soon. Because that's also what our people do. Right, exactly. So we're hoarding everybody. 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 All the pets, be yep. mm-hmm. all the people. Other people's kids, all of the things. All, everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just looking for something that would that would fit that. Yes. Um, but also, you know, I think it was just the right time. I love it. So um, this process starting 18 months ago, I just want to say from, uh, listen to your Thea cat. 
if you're going to buy a home, if that is something even remotely, even if it's a 10% thought in your head Mm -hmm. and you're, I don't know, 20 to 30 right now, get your shit together on credit. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. They will bring... You once you rented a snow mm-hmm. tube that you mm-hmm. didn't return. Oh, mm-hmm. hell yeah. Mm-hmm. They scrutinize oh, everything. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I gave a DNA scrape and a pair of underwear into yes. this process. Yes. Holy oh. shit. Mm-hmm. Everything is looked Ear at. wax sample. Mm-hmm. Yes. Everything. Mm-hmm. They even checked to see how ashy my elbows were. Yes. Damn, I started to have to Do use lotion. Do use lotion? Mm-hmm. No, they... they... It is no joke. Well... After the fucking housing market crashed because they were giving money to fucking hamsters. Right. At a fucking high interest rate. At 300% interest. (laughs) Mr. Gerbil. Mm -hmm. We're here to collect. Yeah. It's very true. Yeah. So with that in mind, Mm -hmm. that is also why it took 18 months because... I'm not going to lie. Like, I fucked around and found out. I found out that you can, you know, fuck up your credit something good. So it did take a while for me to be able to get to where, you, to the point. What did you fuck up your credit on? What's the what, If you, you know, could just categorize it, what's the one thing you fucked your credit up on? Dumb fuckery. Wow. You know, the thing about, here's the thing about credit cards is like half the time when you're using it, if you can't remember what the heck you purchased on it, it probably was not worth the purchase. And that's where I was. Or no, it was no, to be fair. Maybe. <laughs> to be fair, there are there were a few times in working in nonprofit in LA when you get paid very poorly. Sometimes you had to use your credit card to get groceries, which is gross. Which is so it's gross. gross. Well, and you're right. There is there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people living on credit mm-hmm. because especially right now. Especially right now. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people living on credit because they just don't get paid enough, no matter how hard they work, no matter how many jobs, to make ends meet and pay rent and keep up with the kids' clothes and keep up with the kids are in whatever sport and need a two hundred dollar mm-hmm. uniform and all the things. It's oh, yeah. real. No, it that is, is so real. real. The girls are in band, and you know what? That's four hundred and fifty dollars per kid in marching band. And that's, that is not some easy things that you have to do. And that's just one extracurricular activity. And if you have multiple children in multiple extracurricular activities, which you want to support because that helps their development. Absolutely. You have to get more than one job. You have to start saving your aluminum cans. You have to, instead of buying Rice Krispies, you're buying like, Choco crispy in the bag, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what? I want to thank sweet little baby Jesus that I didn't have an overactive uterus and I just had the one egg (laughs) come through. Because all of my eggs were, I'm I'm sure, 100%, but I didn't get those four. So. But I mean, so there is some hilarity to this adulting thing. And then there are some serious aspects of it where you're like, okay, I have to say, how much do I have to save for this? Mm-hmm. How much do I have to clean up my credit for this? Yeah. Do I need more than one income on this? Yes. Um, and, I mean, you know, at the end, when we were talking about this earlier and, and I was like, oh, I give the process a two, maybe a 2.5 star but the, the end result is a five star like to see my partner happy to mm. see the the kids like having having a space that they can call their own and and me having what I am now going to dub the les layer um, I have a workshop in the back where I can do woodworking or whatever the hell I want um that's kind of cool I love it not going to lie and that's so the easy. adulting was kind of worth it <gasps> Congratulations. Difficult, but worth it. Thank you. Cheers. Holy. Cheers, because we haven't even gotten to cheers, and I still haven't seen your house. You will see it incredibly soon, I promise. And and I do want to be able to host some of the episodios or weedy weedies at the house. So, yes. I'm excited for you because it feels like... I don't know. It's just a little milestone. I mean, it's something that you wanted, something that you had to work for, something that you had to save for. Um, and 
And there's just this little sense of pride about you, about feeling like you did something for the family and this forward-looking thought that you can continue to provide for your family Mm -hmm. and like down the line. It's just really beautiful and it it makes me super happy for you. So, My mom and my tia came over um, last Sunday to, you know, just help out, bring us breakfast. They brought us refried bean burritos with cheese homemade salsa the whole deal it was great and we didn't we hadn't quite gotten our coffee situated our (laughs) coffee situation situated (laughs) so they brought a a pot of coffee and brewed it it was like all the sweet stuff and to see my mom like just so happy for us and she blessed the house with holy water and my tia was like yes i'm gonna cry i'm so happy for you well, that, that was I mean, like, as a parent, and we were just talking about like the mom and the being like, oh my God, these kids are a pain in the ass and I'm going to hide in the closet and eat a cookie because I can't even deal with my life. To be from that to this feeling that your child has done something that makes them stable, that means that they are okay in this life is like one of the greatest accomplishments like it just, I mean, it. I don't know. My kid's still licking fucking the flowers we just bought at Dollar General, <laughs> and I'm having to be like, "Do you know who touched that? It is a pandemic." <laughs> so to go from that to like, you bought a house, must feel really good. <laughs> not, not gonna lie, I yeah. would have been the the flower licker <laughs> from the Dollar General. Literally happened today. It, I, I, I yeah, seeing my mom so happy for myself and my partner was just yes. it's and it's I'll say that like as a in a same sex union uh, we are not officially married but this is one of those things where it was like it solidified us as a couple for us to have gone into this process sure and that was something for me as well that's like okay I can I'm not going to walk down the aisle anytime soon and, and you know get a marriage certificate but this validates who we are as a couple dude uh, as a grown-up as the adulting i will tell you all day it is harder to Mm -hmm. back your way out of a mortgage than a fucking marriage (laughs) way harder so if you're like kind of serious with somebody buy a house if you're like really legit i mean i mean get married if if you're like really legit then buy a house Mm. because it's way harder to back out of that shit way harder it, and it's definitely a mom com right now going on over there yes. because there's a whole lot of like, what do you think of these towels? And I'm I like, don't care. I don't. Yeah, that's me. Like, I. Mm, how about you consult the twins because I don't know color. That's me schemes. and my husband. Finally, I had to get because I, I get super excited. I'm like, oh my god, I went to Marshalls and look at all the shit I got, and I'm super happy. And he's like, mm-hmm. dead, like dead face, just no expression, whatever, doesn't give a fuck. But then if I actually put it together and decorate and then I feel super proud of it and I'm like, and then he's like, oh, this is nice. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he has no vision. We have new towels. We have a whole slew of new towels. In the individual little baggies, I was like, why do we need new towels? And now we have like a color scheme of towels. And That's I'm like, what you need. See? Holy shit. When it's all together, you're like, oh. Uh, yeah, the light bulb went off and I was like, I used my new towel today because legit I used my new towel today and I was so excited yeah now you're like oh I live in better homes and gardens Mm mm-hmm yes Mm -hmm. not just like well I will say better homes and gardens asterisk because we still have about 10 boxes full of things that need to be be put away two years it's fine is that how long it took you I wouldn't say two years because my husband is OCD. He can't handle unfinished shit like that. Mm. He can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Cannot handle it. Mm-hmm. So shit got unpacked real quick. But then there's this whole thing of like, we have shit in this house that's from our old life. And I believe in like spirits and shit. And mm-hmm. I'm not down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need to get rid of the shit from the past life. Which isn't easy because it costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So it's been a slow process. And we still, there's like five things on the list that we still have in this house that are like, mm-mm. You were married to that other bitch when you had this table. Mm-mm. Oh, interesting. I can't handle it. 
I don't have anything that I have hung on from previous relationships. And I was like the queen of being able to move with 12 boxes and a dog. See? And now I'm like, and 30 boxes later for just my things. You know what's fucked up? I'm like, you had that from your previous life. And he's like, you had that table. I'm like, my grandpa bought me that. Don't look at the table. Like, so Mm -hmm. it's just his shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's got to go. I love it. (laughs) Whatever. It's adulting. It is. You know what? The other the other thing I will say is like, okay, aside from like taking care of your credit, if you even have an inkling of wanting to purchase something in the future, mm-hmm. if you are going to start on the process, let's say you were like, oh, let's start looking at houses. Start getting rid of your shit. Oh. Because it has taken us a week to move from start to finish. Marie to Kondo move, yeah. the mm-hmm. shit out of your shit. I just said goodbye to things today. That I was like, I never thought I would get rid of. And I was like, Bye. you served me well and thank you. <laughs> Put it in a garbage bag. And you know what's funny? When you look in somebody else's, you're like, what the fuck even is this? And they're like, oh, it was the wig I wore on the third Halloween. To- get, burn it. Burn <laughs> it. Why the fuck is that in here? Taking up space and shit. Bye. Mm-hmm. No, Bye. No, it was to be honest it was shot glasses that i had been collecting okay. from different places okay Mm-mm. so before they were You're like not used 19. i am not 19 anymore nope. and i was like bye. thank you i love you bye I will, as they for all, anybody clink, listening clink, 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 and i don't care how old you are if you have that little space above your kitchen cabinets like there's a little weird space mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you have a fucking jose cuervo bottle up there <laughs> That was from some special ass, whatever the... F- it doesn't matter. Throw that shit away right now. Put it in the glass recycling. Bye. You don't need that. Bye. Fair. That was me. I was hanging on People to some People will 23 and me that shit, and you will be down a fucking genetics hole <laughs> that you don't want to be in. Get it gone. Mm-hmm. Get it gone. Agreed. Agreed. So that's, you know, the adulting-esque. Cat. Mm-hmm. This is Pocha Podcast. And I am Kat, and you are Charlene. I am. So we have been talking a little bit about adulting, but we're going to shift a little bit to, I don't know, what would you call this? Just side-eye to Texas? Side-eye Texas. This is a mean mug to Texas. This is the, uh, so the, this is like, did you ever have a bad neighbor? Yes. Like a bad neighbor where you're just like, I'm I'm trying to live in my house. I'm trying to do my own thing, be about my own business. And then the neighbor won't let it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what Texas is doing right now. Mm-hmm. And literally they are our neighbors. They're our neighbors. Mm-hmm. And literally I'm from there and I'm still like, oh, I don't even know that I want to say that I was what are they born doing, and raised. Kat? What are they doing? Uh, well, a couple things. One, voting <laughs> rights, right? Like <laughs> A couple things. I, you know, when you have to say that there is more than one thing that Texas is doing, mm-hmm. right? They're on the shit list. So one is voting rights. They're like, mm, yeah, we just want to limit. Two, uh, maybe some of you may have heard that um, a, the abortion law in Texas is so exclusionary that if you don't find out you are pregnant within six weeks, you are, well... I mean, I'm not making a pun, but you are fucked in Texas. And really, if you get down to the science of all of it, really, mm-hmm. they start counting weeks pregnant after a missed period. Right. So you could literally be two weeks of a missed period. I have been stressed out about a job and not had a period for longer than that. Several times in my life. There are several things that will stop your period because you are stressed over malnutrition, (laughs) whatever. I ate too many damn donuts one month and didn't have a period. I mean, no, literally like college students who are like, oh shit, I just don't have any money anymore and I'm living on ramen. That impacts your cycle. Athletes, Mm -hmm. whatever. People with a uterus. Breathing. Yes. Because there's there's this like sex ed version of 28 days blah 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 that's not real Mm, not for everyone no no that is not reality it is a mismatch you're crying at a fucking walmart commercial you don't even know why and then you start your period like Mm -hmm. that's real life 
right? And then you're eating every single pie. Yes, you are licking pretzels for the salt and throwing away the actual pretzel. Mm. I'm not saying I've done that, but I've seen- I'm not even judging you on that because maybe I've done that maybe too. Maybe I've done it. But this is, I mean, so really, our queda de nuevo is really like queda de embarrassing, really. Queda de patriarchy. Queda de embarazada, really. It's, yes, because Texas has decided that if you are more than, quote unquote, six weeks gestational period, you can no longer have access to an abortion. So if you've listened to any of our previous episodios, this is not going to be a surprise where right. we sit on this issue. Yes. If this is your brand new first timer, thank you for listening, Hi. episodio, mm-hmm. um, know that this is body autonomy is something we take seriously. Absolutely. And I will, and I will go back, I will re- rewind and say, growing up in my house, I did not grow up with a mom who was on the street corner with a picket sign and a coat hanger saying everybody should have access to an abortion. I was in the house that said, you shouldn't be having sex. Why the fuck do you need an abortion? (laughs) There is no reason for this shit. Like it was not talked about. We did not discuss it. So this is not something I grew up believing in, fighting for, advocating for, not at all. As an adult, as the survivor of a sexual assault, I'll tell you what, everybody should have the right to do what they need to do with their body because not having the choice Mm -hmm. is a motherfucker that has caused me 20 plus years of pain. So yes, you should be able to do what you need to do with your body and no motherfucker should be able to tell you what you need to do with your body, especially some dumbass politician who has no idea and could not name five parts of the female or people with uterus anatomy. So no. Okay, so so very similar. While my my parents were um, not out on any street corner saying any anything really, because um, <laughs> well, people were surviving and working. Yeah, very true. Yes. Um, one thing that I will say is that I had gone into the ideology at a very young age with regards to specifically Catholicism within the Christianity umbrella. Um, that abortion was a bad thing, right? Right. So yes, at one time I was what you would call anti-abortion. Now shit has changed. And I shouldn't say now, like this was just yesterday shit changed, but really like I would say just, uh, even within a matter of maybe two years after being in that mindset, I was like, you know what? Shit is just not what you think it is. After adulting for a hot minute. Uh, not even not even adulting for a hot minute for for yeah. me it was just after living and breathing and seeing other people's lives yep. unfold as they as they just were yep. um and also as a as a survivor of sexual assault like yes your body autonomy is everything yep. um and when it's taken away even in the bittiest bit your view changes yep. um so yes I had been I had been raised in a in a very culturally Catholic. Mm-hmm. This is not only do you not talk about it, not only are you not supposed to do it. If you get pregnant, no matter what age, you kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I wisened up real quick that not everybody has those options, yep. wants those options, no. and you know what? No one needs to justify to me why not. No, um, and that's no. a period. And I don't want, you know, that's my soapbox. Um, but, you know, the the reality is, is that on a borderlands, this has an impact on not just Texas, but New Mexico. Absolutely. So we are literally miles away. Um, people are coming over here for their care. And, it, you know, even conversations are different. Absolutely. Um, and this does change the tenor of conversations. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems as if it's like, it seems as if like some people are barely waking up to the fact that Texas has been on this move in this general oh, this direction. years in the making. Whereas I'm like, really? You didn't see this pathway when Ann Richards as a governor yes. was voted out? Yep. 
and the Supreme Court and, 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 on and on and on. And really, it's, here's the thing. Generally, generally, people don't give a shit about abortion until they need to give a shit about abortion. Yes. Because you don't, like, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. Until it's your little sister, until it's your daughter, until it's your little prima who's calling you and saying, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you damn well know the situation. Until it's someone who's been in an abusive relationship, until it's someone who's already a mom, who you know damn well is not in a position to bring another life in. I'm gonna, this is fucked up. I ha, so, you know, growing up here, growing up in the borderline, like, a state line is nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The country line is barely a thing. Mm-hmm. We go back and forth. It's right. what we do. It's what we've done since we were kids. Fluidity. The fluidity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, it's, it's connected. It's what we do. So I had to drop my husband off a couple of days ago at the uh, car rental place in El Paso. And he's getting down and he's kind of like, sort of rhetorically out loud, um, oh, do I need a mask? Right. Because mm-hmm. now you never know. Like mask mandates are right. all, who knows? Like, you don't know. Different <laughs> businesses, different whatever. He says it kind of quietly and like to himself, not expecting an answer. Of course, I'm like, oh, this is my soapbox. Hello. Rolls right in. I'm like, <laughs> um, it's Texas. They want everyone to die except the unborn. <laughs> and he just looks at me like, really? Mm-hmm. Really? Right now? I'm like, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Right now and every day. Yes, absolutely. I, I just, it blows my mind how... And, and I will say this, you know, even my mom, who, again, I grew up not really talking about sex, not really talking about pregnancy, because, of course, that is a result of sex. Like, this, this was not a thing. We barely found out about periods when it was already happening. And I'm, I'm not faulting my mom. It was a generational thing, and I totally get that. But even my mom is like, People should be able to do what they need to do. Like, because she gets, because it's fucking complicated. This is not just a drop of a hat decision like, oh, I think I'm going to pick up this pack of gum in the line at Target on my way out. Like, this is not that for people. This is not that. So to make it that in your brain, going way back to our previous segment of creating this enemy that doesn't exist because you need to be firm in what you think you believe and know that's not the enemy let let like let's talk about what this is really about let's talk about who this controls let's talk about who this hurts let's talk about who this really keeps in whatever predicament you want them to be in because it's way deeper than just talking about a heartbeat or whatever the fuck you want to say. Way deeper. So, yes. All of that, hella yes. And you know what? Telling, saying that Texas is like only interested in people living <laughs> if it's the unborn. Yes. Very, very mm-hmm. true. How convenient. Oh, Texas, where do I even begin? So I don't want to make this like too incredibly serious where people get turned off or anything like that. Not that I, you know, whatever. If you're listening to this show, if We're you're down listening to, eight to the, listeners yeah. mm-hmm. so you're, you're on, you're on. Um, but for the borderland areas, yeah. um, there's so many different levels of like, even if you were culturally Catholic, even if you are borderland born, raised, bred, whether that means Arizona, whether that means Rio Grande Valley and uh, Brownsville, whether yeah. that means California, we know in the deepest part of our heart and soul that curanderas used to use herbs. Absolutely. For a plethora of things, including contraception and abortion care, right? Yep. So this isn't new to us. Because you know what? People, females, women, 
people of low income ancestry have been using sex work as income mm-hmm. since life. Mm-hmm. So pregnancy happens. Yes. The need for contraception happens. And people had an answer for that. Mm-hmm. In nature, in tradition, people had an answer for that. This is not new. And the reality is that, like, if you talk to your tia, even tia, abuelita, mom, um, father, whatever, whatever familial unit, they are of the understanding and hardliners on this issue are few and far between. Like, yeah, if you find yourself in a situation for whatever reason, and it doesn't have to be the worst possible reason. No. Hardliners are few and far between. I, I love that you said that because there's always this like the exception rule, right? Like, oh, well, if you were sexually assaulted or if it's a incestual whatever outcome, then then okay. Why is that the fucking norm? Mm-hmm. Why is that okay? Oh, well, if that happened, then cool. Like, no, no, that is not the only time that it's okay. It's either okay or it isn't. So first of all, get your shit straight. But right. second of all, how are we just that is so common and so accepted that that's okay but we're passing judgment on this other healthcare decision that someone's going to make it makes no fucking sense well i so the governor <laughs> <laughs> well i mean cuz this makes no fucking sense in my brain right. why there is no exception in the texas law so yeah. there is no exception for rape or incest which and is, when asked that, about... Usually that's a thing. This yeah. isn't even a thing now for no. Texas. And when asked, when pushed about it, the governor was like, oh, we are going to work to get every rapist off the street. Oh, that's cute. You fucking think so, bro? Really? Mm-hmm. How are you exactly going to do that? Have they offered a $10,000 reward for turning in rapists? Mm, which they should do. Because they haven't done that. Oh, dude, this whole thing. Fucking this, Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, that to, all that to say, side-eyed Texas. Side-fucking-eyed mm-hmm. Texas. This is that time where, so um, waiting to exhale when Angela Bassett mm-hmm. sets the car on fire, I'm like, Angela, there's an entire state that you can look at And actually, <laughs> that needs I really some do. scorn. I, I think we can adopt El Paso. Absolutely. I think we can, as a state, adopt El Paso. I think there's probably a couple places we could trade out. I think Texas is doing that, like, um, so there's this thing that you call death by puncher, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> so yeah. the context is this. In roller derby, when you were um, uh, leading leading the organization as a nonprofit, uh, sometimes people would do some like outlandish, crazy shit because they didn't have the guts to just leave on their own. So they would just break rules until you just booted them out. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those things where it's like, Texas, are you are you really trying to break all the things so that you could just kicked out of the union? Well, I mean, wanted to granted, for years. we will take Puerto Rico as a state yes. and leave you out Bye. and we'll keep the 50 as a status quo and that's fine. Yes. As long as we get to keep El Paso. I like that. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Fair trade. We'll keep El Paso. You leave. It's all good. So if you're in deep Texas and you'd like to move to El Paso, please <laughs> do so now. Or New Mexico. We welcome you. Um, maybe we should do like all of the borderlandy type areas between like Brownsville. I don't know. You like, know I love Austin. Uh you know what? If you're that far deep into Texas and you can't hold it down for the rest, like, oh, come on, Austin. But they do. They're, like, the only blue for miles sometimes. ¿Y qué? Pues, se chingaron. Ay, wey. Well. I know. Come on, Austin. Keep it real for the rest of the state, though. Move, move quickly. <laughs> Cat will find you a realtor. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> we have houses here in New Mexico New that you Mexico. can. Yeah, absolutely. I have a lot of good peeps in the ATX. I love you. Miss you. 
come to New Mexico. There and there are a lot of great people. And Absolutely. You, the, the funny thing is, like, you can see people popping up uh, from Texas, going like, "I don't know what went wrong," yeah, or uh, you know, all of the things. And it's like, bro, you need to go knocking door to door in your neighborhood to make people like help people understand what it is that they're missing out on when they vote. Right. So what happened? I mean, and and this, you know, we started the we started the episode with 9/11 and talking about this unification and how humans need a common enemy. Mm-hmm. And this feels like one of those things where we're we're trying to create this scapegoat because shit's hard right now, and we need to find somebody to blame. So really, just take a step back and ask, what are the real problems? What am I putting blame on? Is it real? And how can I help? Because when we start asking how can I help and, and acting on that, we're going to get to a better place just as humans. Mira, and just like that, you brought it all back to adulting. Boom. That's what adults do. Hmm. Grown ass people fixing shit mm-hmm. together because mm-hmm. we can't do it by ourselves. Fair. Yes. Very fair. So this has been Episodio 30. Damn. All about the adulting in one way or another. We're so grown up now. Oh, my God. (laughs) So grown up. Yes, the podcast is 30, which also means like our next Weedy Weedy should be a 30th Weedy Weedy. So. Oh, cat, It's a good one. Mm. It hasn't happened yet, but I I have visions. I vision. Yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Keep keep your eyes out because we could. Yeah, we could be uh, we could be remote again on a Weedy Weedy. Yes. Who knows? And that last Weedy Weedy was outstanding. I loved the mushrooms that I was able to um, incorporate into our meals. Now I'm one of those bougie-ass people who's like, I need the fancy mushrooms for my omelets. Mm. It's like a meal staple for me now. Okay. Which really, I mean, is it bougie or is it getting back to like... Your roots? I think so. I don't have any shroom roots out in the desert, you but you know, I'm I have given it a try and I love the Ooh, way that they it. absorb flavor. Oh, so so thank you so much for getting us into the mushroom uh weedy weedy. And um yeah, if you haven't tried one of the full circle mushrooms, by all means. And also try them all. Yep. Listen to the weedy weedy for August for all your so mushroomy good. goodness. So good. And um, where else can they, where else can listeners find us? Mostly on Instagram, also on Facebook, sometimes on Twitter. We have not yet ventured into TikTok. Oh, God. But we also that have a seems website. so daunting to be on TikTok. Oh, Kat, this is the Pocha Podcast. And I am this week in particular feeling so blessed to have you in my life, to have this podcast, to have our listeners. Uh, episodio 30. Ditto. I'm so blessed with you here. I'm so blessed that we did this, <laughs> did this adventure and have kept it going. Mm-hmm. And I'm Kat. I'm still Charlene. And we will see you on the flip side. Bye.